0: Hey y'all, this is Milan Milan. Welcome back to part two. So, part two, we're going to be talking about the Sermon on the Mount and explaining judgment. So, before we begin, Just just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your many morning for breathing air into my lungs for you continuing to use me as your vessel. Oh Lord, I thank you for all who are listening that they hear you in the study today and that all offenses are broken down. Any strongholds, Lord, keeping any of us from being who you are molding us to be are broken. Amen. All right. Sorry, I'm just getting adjusted. So we are going to read the Sermon on the Mount. And we're going to find that in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And I am just going to read, okay, you know, 5, verse 3, and so forth. i going to read through it. Just understand it's three chapters, and I'm reading out of the New King James Version today, and my title is The Beatitudes, but this is the Sermon on the Mount, because if you look in the King James Version, um, that is the title. It's just, I guess it's just different depending on the version that you're in, and that's why I thought it was important to say that before I begin. All right. So here we go, y'all. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them saying, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? Is is Good then then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men you are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill for assuredly. I say to you till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one twiddle will by no means pass from the law till it is all fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it has said, it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment, and whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of counsel, but whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way judge. The judge hand you over to the officer and you be thrown into prison. Assuredly, I say to you, you will by no means get out of there until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out, cast it from you, for is it more profitable for that one of your members perish then, and if your right hand causes you to sin cut it off and cast it from you for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish that your whole body to be cast into hell furthermore I say it has been said whoever divorces his wife let him give her a certificate of divorce But I say to you that whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. But let your yes be yes, and your no, no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him also have your cloak. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you that you may be sons of your father in heaven for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust for if you what reward have you do not even the tax collectors do the same and if you greet your brethren only What do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so. Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, Do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory for men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret. And your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly and when you pray you shall not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by man assuredly i say to you they have their reward but you when you pray go into your room and when you have shut your door pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly and when you pray do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do for they think that they will be heard for their many words therefore do not be like them for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him in this manner therefore pray For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Therefore, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance. For they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting assuredly i say to you they have their reward but you when you fast anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to man to be fasting but to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the the eye. If, therefore, your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If, therefore, the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns yet your heavenly father feeds them and are you not of more value than they which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature so why do you worry about clothing consider the lilies of the field how they grow they neither toil nor spin Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things, sufficient for the day as its own trouble. Judge not that you be not judged, for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye. And look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite. First, remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will be able to see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor catch your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you into pieces. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find it. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who acts receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you? If he, or if he asks for a fish, he will give him a serpent. If you then, being evil, knowing how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good gifts to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for it is the law and the prophets. For the for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many go in by it because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life and there are few who find it beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ravenous wolves you will know them by their fruits do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who has built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teachings, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. So y'all, that's the Sermon on the Mount. We went through Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Go, Jesus, go, Jesus, go, Jesus, right? He told them, this is one of like the longest, if not the longest, preaching that he did during his ministry here while he was here on earth now we finna get into judgment and the reason being is that in matthew 7 1 it says judge not that you be not judged uh out of context a zillion times, right? Over. And it's not saying don't judge. Because if you read more, it says right in the second verse, for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. Okay. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And then I'm just going to remind you what it says. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? This verse is just so taken out of context that we got to go through it. So this is some commentary that I'm going to go ahead and go over about this particular verse. And basically, it's the mishandling of Christ's words out of context right? So first, Christ does not say, never judge. He warns that there is a consequence to judgment. Secondly, the statement is immediately followed by instructions from Christ on the proper way to use judgment. And last, Jesus's other teachings explicitly indicate that right judgment is necessary while hypocritical or shallow judgment is wrong and we're going to see that in john 7 24 where it says do not judge according to appearance but judge with righteous judgment so jesus never said don't judge and you usually hear this from someone who is not a christian that doesn't read the bible right or someone who heard what someone said didn't research it for themselves go to the father for themselves or a baby christian who just doesn't know and i'm not here pointing fingers but i'm telling you someone who has read someone who has studied someone who has gone to the father has gotten the true answer does not say don't judge how are we to know um who will be a false prophet right how are we to know um like have discernment there is judging right but there should be righteous judging not judging off appearance just like john 74 says do not judge off of appearance so we're not judging by you know appearance how someone looks what you know how someone looks what they say even right we're judging off of their fruits we're judging righteously judging righteous judgment jesus never said do not judge, and I know I sound maybe like a broken record at this time, but I feel like it needs to hit somebody listening. He didn't say don't judge. He said do not judge by appearance. And then also going back to Matthew seven one, just looking at that verse is not seven one is not saying don't judge. Okay, seven twenty four definitely didn't say don't judge. So. The Bible never contradicts itself hey, don't judge one minute and then to judge the next, right? The Bible does not contradict itself at all. Every word in this Bible is true. You have to remember the Bible was written and it is um, through the Holy Spirit and it is God's final authoritative word. So therefore God's word doesn't return void. The Bible will not contradict itself you're we're saying the same thing when we say that right okay so that i hope reached (laughs) we reached where it needed to and just explaining a little bit more about this so jesus basically had been teaching uh, within the context of israel's religious leaders and the way that they practice their righteousness And we saw that in Matthew 5, 20 and 6, 1. He's called out as hypocrites, those who call attention to themselves as they give to the needy and they pray and they fast, right? Under their leadership, Israel's worship of God had come about proving one's worthiness to other people instead of serving God in a humble manner. So on one hand, righteous acts were performed to get the approval of others. And then on the other, controlling religious leaders look for opportunities to express condemnation against those who they just didn't see sufficient. Right. as enough. So. Basically the everyday people of Israel learned to perform the religious duties for the um, other's approval. And they basically belittled those who did things differently than they would have liked them to do. So the result was a false religious experience through pride and fear of judgment instead of graciousness and humility to others. So Jesus says in this context to the crowds of the Jewish people following him to not unfairly judge others in order not to be unfairly judged. He's talking about having an arrogant attitude, taking the place of God, a lack of humility and grace. Right and to judge in this way is to assume authority over others that god has not given and in the end god will judge those who judge in this way not who judge but who judge in this way okay so this does not teach let me start over this does not teach that God's people should never express an understanding on the difference between right and wrong. It is a crystal clear statement that Jesus teaches in John seven twenty four that his followers must be careful to make right judgments instead of judging others by their external appearances. So... God often gives Christians the responsibility to make judgments about truth and about falsehoods. So you can look that up in Galatians 1, 8 through 9 and Philippians 3, uh, verse 2, and also 1 John 4 and verse 1. And basically also to hold fellow Christians accountable for sin. Okay, 1 Corinthians 5.5. Five. So, just wanted to speak on this. This is something that has just got ridiculous within the body of Christ. And even like I said in the beginning, people who are not Christians that don't read their Bibles would try to just regurgitate something that they heard somebody say that they have not themselves uh, researched gone to the father or even prayed about right but then they try to sit here and throw it to you because that's something that doesn't tickle their ears that's something that they found a liking to and that's not what jesus said at all that's not what he said at all when you read it and you read it in this context and you pray and you actually go to the father and you ask y'all what he meant when this was said he will make clear. And when I say clear, clear, I mean crystal clear. And I'm one of those people that <laughs> when I pray, I definitely ask God to make a crystal for me because I can mistake it just like you know anybody I guess could but I kind of think I got like a little bit more of that being able to not fully understand type thing like I'd be like God please just make it so clear to me that it's just unmistakably you answering what I am praying about right now and he does he does he definitely um he definitely does it's just it's just so awesome, this relationship that I have with my Jesus. And and I'm just gonna get into this little bit right here. And it's just it's wild. But I find myself when I am talking to someone, and we could be talking about anything. We could be talking about um, I don't know, the bad kids, right? That we be having. Love them babies to pieces. But you know, y'all, they be cutting them sometimes, they cut up. And so we could be talking about that and then somehow I'll end up on something I read the other day or just my relationship with Jesus. Like, that's a relationship that, you know, it's like, it's funny because even even now this day, people say they don't want to put their relationship out because, you know, all these haters and all that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But my relationship with Christ, like, I'm trying to tell everybody Okay, I am trying to tell everybody because this goodness that I feel, I want somebody else to feel this goodness. This love that I feel from Christ, somebody else should also be experiencing this. I am not trying to keep this under wraps. I am not trying to keep this hidden. Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. He is my King. He is my friend. He is my comforter. He is my provider, y'all. He's my teacher. He's the greatest teacher. Oh my gosh. God is just so, so good. He is so loving. He is so merciful. He is so patient. He will literally walk you step through step every day of your life. If you submit your life to Christ, he was right there waiting. He's right there waiting, but he is such a gentleman that he is not going to force his way in your life. He's not going to do that. Because if that's what he wanted to do, he would not have given us free will and we would be little robots. Right. And then what? That wouldn't even be love. Oh, Jesus is just so awesome. He's so awesome. And sometimes some people take when I get excited like this as I'm pointing a finger. So I'm just going to make that statement. Now, I'm not. I am not pointing a finger. I, this is passion that you hear from me. And for those with ears will hear, Lord Jesus, this is this is definitely not me condemning anybody. I am far from being able to condemn anybody. OK, I am as much as a sinner or if not bigger sinner than a lot of other people. Okay, I've had my fair share of sin. I have had my fair share of not walking with Christ. I have had my fair share of doing things my way, falling flat on my butt and realizing I need Jesus. And I am a sinner that is telling other sinners about how I found salvation, how how he has come into my life and he has changed me. He has changed me, (laughs) y'all. Oh, goodness. Oh, God is awesome. And he is worthy of all of my praises forever as I live and breathe here on this beautiful earth. I will sing the praises of my Lord. My beautiful risen King. (laughs) It is a better way to live if you are living without Christ. Jesus is the only way. He says it in his word. He is the only way. If we look in John. 14 6 it says jesus said to them i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me period no one comes to the father except through me you know what god just placed this on my heart okay so yesterday y'all i don't like reading books that are just, is not the Bible. If it's not the Bible, I just, I don't read it. However, the other day I was in the store and I purchased this book and it's like a daily, um, daily scripture that's in there. And they say meditation. This is, this book was written by one of the, this, this man follows Christ y'all. Like he is like, he is like a john mcauthor to me <laughs> he follows christ like that right to the t to the t dotting all the eyes, right and i know that i i just go through saturday and sunday right for my podcast but as i just said it, it it's placed on my heart Every day I'm going to go ahead and read And It's not a study It's not a study But I am going to just go ahead and just read What it is I'm going to read what it is So every day it's going to be something I'm just going to read what it is And that's it Either it's going to be a read Or I'm just going to post it Then I might do both However, the Holy Spirit leads. But I just, it's so beautiful. And it's so, um, it's a reminder. It's that daily reminder that Jesus is there, right? He sees what we're going through. He sees it. It never caught him off guard, y'all. That's the other thing. Nothing that is happening on this world. And this, this is his creation. So just remember that, right? It's his creation, that nothing is going to catch him off guard. Nothing is by surprise. It might catch us off guard. But not yeah. He knows. He knows. He definitely, definitely knows. And just as we were reading, right, in the uh, Sermon on the Mount, that Our Father knows of our need before, right, we even say it. He knows. So just think about that. Anytime you get into um, a situation where you feel like time is running short and you got to have what you got to have when you need it, right? Just know that he is going to provide for his children always. So I'm going to end this uh, podcast with... Another salvation verse, which is actually like my favorite one. I just went over one, John 14, 6, but this one, this is my favorite one. It is Romans 10, 9 through 11, and we're going to just throw in 13. (laughs) That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. If there's anyone who doesn't know Jesus, today is the perfect time to get to know our Savior. He loves you. He loves you, brother. He loves you, sister. He sent his only begotten son that died on the cross for your sins. So, we don't know anybody that would die for us because of the sins that we haven't even committed yet, and it would be sufficient to Christ. Right? We don't know because there is none. There is none, and the reason that Jesus was the perfect Lamb is because He was out is is without sin the only way that was able to happen is because he is the only one that is without sin we all 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 others all else everyone other than jesus has sin that needs to be forgiven and the way the sin is forgiven it is atoned right? The only way for that is through a sacrifice. And so before, before Jesus was the sacrifice, the high priest would sacrifice a lamb that um, someone would bring for their sins, right? For their household. So now that that is no more needed because Christ died on the cross therefore is not needed for for anyone to then now take a sacrifice or there would be have been no reason that Jesus would have been the sacrifice right so Jesus was the was the sacrifice the unblemished lamb and on that cross he said it is finished. Meaning, it's nothing you could do, it's nothing I could do that's going to be higher than what he's already done on the cross. There are no works that we could ever do. There's nothing we could ever say. There's no prayer so great that will get us out of the sin higher than what Jesus did when he did what he did on the cross. He died and he rose again. That's why he's our risen Savior. So therefore, if you look at it and think of it that way, the death cannot even defeat Jesus. Why are we worried, right, about anything else? Because if death is not defeating my Lord and Savior, y'all, this little everyday stuff I be tripping about (laughs) is nothing. In comparison to what my Lord and Savior has already done for me and for you, because he loves us all. He loves us. But everybody's not going to receive Christ. Just know everybody's not. But that's not what we should be concerned about. Who is and who isn't. We are commissioned to go and preach the gospel, spread his word. We can't save anybody. Only Jesus saves. We sow seeds and Jesus saves. So because Jesus is the one who saves and he knows the true condition of someone's heart, we just continue to sow our seeds. And let's just be obedient and let God handle the rest. Right? Let him handle the rest. I'm going to end the podcast. And I'm going to just remind anybody i think i'm gonna start slowing down with my facebook so much my instagram will still be up hold on my facebook is still be up i'm just gonna kind of slow down with it but the uh instagram will still be up and I'm going to give that to you. It's on Instagram. It's lamb, the number two, lion, the number seven. So it's spelled out L-A-M-B-2-A-L-I-O-N, the number seven. I'm going to build that page up more, kind of slow down from Facebook. (laughs) and then also you can find um podcasts and messages um hopefully it uplifts your spirit on my website from a lamb to a lion slash my hyphen (sighs) sites just feel like i'm being moved in a different direction at least for now so I love you, brothers and sisters. Always test the spirits. Always go to the Father. If there's anything that you are unclear about, uncertain about, you need clarification. Ooh, Jesus will do that for you as he's done it for me many times over because he's so good like that. Until we meet again, go in love. Start your week telling someone about the goodness that Jesus is our Savior. Peace.